0: Minnesota basketball fans, welcome back to the Living Loserville podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and oh boy, oh boy. Man, when you lose a few? That has been the crux of the season. It has been frustrating. Still not going to go in the most frustrating year ever as a Timberwolves fan, like some people crazy in my mind, but it has been a rough one. Uh, to win four in a row and then turn right back around. You know, losing that Phoenix, not the biggest deal. Golly. That has been an issue. So we're going to break it all down. Talk about the losses. Talk about how the hell we got here. Reed got hurt. That sucks. Uh, the seventh seed is near off the table. It's not, but it feels like it a little. Um, and obviously, you know, it's just rough. It's rough. Uh, we'll get into it in just a second. If this is, of course, we'll look, you know, in the future as well uh, with the last three games of the season, which is pretty crazy to say. We'll be done by next Monday. Next show, we'll know if we're, you know, where we're at in the plan. Um, if this is your first time listening to the Living in Loserville podcast, welcome and being live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash ropeadope radio. However, you don't have to go to blogtalk and ropeadope and Listen to the show there. Download it. You can find it under the rope wrestling on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, <clears throat> Google Podcasts, Player FM. Tune in. We also have a spricker page under Living in Loserville. Check it out there. Aaron also posted on Spotify. So check it out there. <clears throat> while you're at it, why don't you head on over to and Sports News 24. Hang up. There we go. Something in my throat there. One more thing, get your TV together without the hassle of cable, direct TV, stream stream, the best entertainment and sports, starting with 75. For a limited time, save $120 over the first, you get any package and buy the direct TV streaming device. There's no annual contracts, no hidden fees, plus learn how to get premier channels included for the first three months with qualified packages. Sign up today. Direct TV stream. Okay, so last week, and we could have been doing this since mid-January when we started doing the Timberwolves show here this season, uh, Aaron. The more things change, the more they say this This has just been uh – it's been crazy because, remember, we went over the list of, like, win four out of six, lose three out of – you know, we went over the long list of the season, and we thought they're kind of, all right, now what are we going to – uh, this week, there was four games. Surprisingly, we had slack, had a weird ending to that game, but overall, very confident win. And then turn right around and lose three straight in yesterday's against Portland might be the worst one out of all of them. Cause at least these young bad teams, you know, we can relate to young bad teams. Cause that's since KG left, it that been that where we'll get up on certain games. But um that
1: Portland game was just ridiculous, man. Yeah, young, bad teams is all we know. <laughs> I mean, it's been ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a little bit more, I think, uh, on the edge than you, I think. I, I just don't see a lot. It's been so inconsistent, Chris. I mean, we just had a great week previously, and we're like, okay, things looking up. And then, you know, we finish the show, we move on. We're a little dubious about how they'll do in Sacramento, and then they go and they win in Sacramento, keep that momentum going, and that seems to be the key. It's like they can't keep momentum. They don't go on streaks, They, you know, three, four games, and then turn around and drop three down or, you know, one up, one down, lose to a really bad team, beat a great team. So it just – how can you really quantify anything here of what's going on? I mean, we try to get some positivity, cat returning, playing well. And then he takes three shots yesterday against Portland. It's like, okay, well, I don't understand what's going on here. Um, And then, you know, you want to put on Finch, but I really don't think it has much to do with Finch. It's players. Players have to play. Something's not right. It's chemistry. It's a bunch of stuff. You know, they're just making leaps, like I said, uh, at least twice already, uh, how they played last week and beat good teams and then go and beat Sacramento and then drop three. Now, like you said, you know, you can't really fault them for Phoenix. would have been nice to win. Um, the Lakers, you know, they were up, and then, you know, they give it up. And then I just – I think the worst performance of this year for sure, and probably – I mean, there's so many to choose from. But at least an honorable mention yeah, for all time. Yeah, I mean, time. we really
0: have to dig into the archives because there's probably a hundred of them we could go back to. I mean, that's <laughs> a, a whole
1: stuff. that's a whole podcast of worst loss of all. That's a series, dude. Yeah, the seasons. I mean, there's gonna be <laughs> there's a lot to <laughs> choose from. How about top ten? Can we go content. top five? Yeah. yeah, yeah I true. don't know, but it's it was disgusting, and I don't know what happened. But they just didn't look like themselves, and I know that you know, Cat had some things to say after the Lakers' loss. And then they come out, and they just lay an absolute egg at home. And I don't know what to think of it, Chris. I mean, I got on the thing. I was like, well, maybe we trade Cat, blah, blah, blah. A lot of talk about that. A lot of talk about, you know, the Go Bear trade being worse than Rudy or being worse than the Walker trade. Herschel Walker, that is, for the Vikings. And I, I think that's a little knee-jerk. I think the trade Cat's a little knee-jerk, too. But I can understand the sentiment. I mean, at this point, people are pulling their hair out, and I got to say I'm probably right there with them.
0: So when you said, are you saying overall with Finch thing, like the one thing or me personally? I wasn't quite sure when you said that.
1: Um, you broke up a little oh, bit in the like question, you. but I was saying, um, no, I'm just saying I think that you're a little bit more uh, positive on the squad than I am at this point in time. I'm not really positive. Well, I was about-
0: talking about Finch.
1: Cause oh. You meant you,
0: like me, or just in general, you want to look at the Finch.
1: No, I was just saying that I'm hearing a lot of fire Finch and it's Finch's fault stuff. Not from you, obviously, okay. but from, okay. from outside sources. And it's like, well, I don't really think it has much to do with Finch. I think it has to do with locker room chemistry and players just not executing. I mean, I think Finch made a comment that in their rotations, they were, uh, you know, they do two to three rotations, but the real difference is made in the third and fourth fifth part of the rotation. So it's like, okay, well, you know, you can't play the game for them and so I don't know. I, I'm still a big uh Chris Finch guy, so any criticism to me is like, well, you know, look at the Yahoos you have in your locker room and then and then talk to Chris Finch. Can you coach them? Could Phil Jackson coach could who could coach some of these guys? I just it's just I, I, I'm just right now, as you can tell, and I'm sure the listeners can tell, I'm just at a loss for what to make. I've been trying to put this puzzle together for all season, I it just keeps unraveling.
0: Yeah. I'm not like the positivity level I I am not that positive for <laughs> all, especially this last week, but I'm a type of go too high or too low, so I guess that kinda comes off as is more well less meager. Like over the top positivity, more just more positive. Um, in general maybe, but just not knee-jerk. I hate knee-jerk, whether it's positive or negative. I I think that plays into it. We'll get into some of the stuff, um, you know, later in the show. But, you know, as far as locker room chemistry, I would push back. They have the chemistry. The chemistry's there. It might be too good or they're chumming around too much. I don't know of too many yahoos in the locker room, per se, I just think it's, and I wouldn't just go with, I think you could, you could make arguments or debates that are legit, something we've talked about, you know, last year and this year, especially as far as the fit offensively for, and forward for some of these other guys on the team. I think you could at least venture down that way with Finch. One of the things that people were kind of irked at him earlier in last year was the lack of, well, that's long gone because I thought he, down the stretch of this season, win or lose, I thought he's taking really small amounts, and that's something that, you know, the old Phil Jackson, let him play it out. Well, yeah, you know, you're not the Bulls, though. You can't let every team play it out. So I think he's improved drastically uh, when it comes to that. I I think the ball move uh, can be the issue because we we just started this uh, offense – Start to click defensively overall. We've been pretty damn solid and, and inching up throughout the year. There is that fast break stuff, and, and, but a lot of that comes over. The- so I, I, I'm with you. I, I do not want to put this um, heavy on Finch at all. You know, in the pros, you don't raw run your guys uh, because a lot of times they look at that like, what are we doing here? You know, just like uh, we talk about PJ Fleck, right? That work. What, what Fleck does in college has to stay in college. That should work in a pro thing. So I would not put it on, uh, Finch in that one. He's improved in the, in the timeouts majorly. And he did with them. Whether it's going good or, hey, I see we're getting shaky on offense. It's, a lot of it has been offense, um, you know, offensively driven, giving you issues. And I think that's where the frustration, he was known as an offensive guru. So that's where, like, well, why the hell do we rank this this amount in in offense? But, you know, 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 the whole equation after not having Cat that long, and then also going through that wave of games without having a legit second score when we traded D-Low. I mean, you definitely, I'm with you. The whole, you know, trading him, or not trading him, although you can trade coaches. That happens more in the uh, NFL, but I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. I think it's, I think that's a little over the top, and, and our key players uh, need to show up on a nightly basis and they need to do it no matter who we're playing. And even a young guy like Ant, uh, you know, he is in his third year. So to show up, asking someone to show up mentally and physically on a night by night is not asking that much. Um, Now the growing as a player, which we've seen this year and, and, facilitating in the future and you know being able to study game film and and having all this stuff thrown at him this year that he hasn't had to deal with his first two years I think that's going to help him long term but you could never uh get too in the weeds with that because of his age but you can get in the weeds and not I'm not singling out Ant like he's the only guy but there are he's admitted it multiple times and at some point that's got to change because we say He's the best player. He's the most talented player. This is his team. Well, then we can be critical of him for that because he even admits it. A McDaniels, young, great player, but man, sometimes he has these falls where you're just like, dude, what are you doing? And I think that stuff works its way out, but we've also seen guys that just fall a lot. In this team, forget, you know, who I'm just talking about. We know cat ass fall problems. Well, we've been having fall problems all year without Mr. Fall problems. You know, McDaniel's and Cat were, I think, fourth and sixth in falls last year. So I mean, we got a fall problem majorly too. So I think it just, I think it just, you know, the up and down, the inconsistency that's got everybody just kind of like, just frustrated, but ultimately super high. We had, a, if we would have won at Phoenix, we would have had a legit shot, Aaron, at the fourth seed, which is crazy. Not to mention. Had we just won a couple more of those shit team, you know, uh, horrible opponents, just like three more wins, and we're looking at the fourth spot.
1: Yeah, that's what gets you, right? It's the Detroit losses, and we've been talking about that all season. It's like you throw in a few of those, it's a whole different ballgame. And now, you know, add Portland to this because Portland wasn't even – I mean, this was the shell of Portland squad right. that you lost to. And you, you just can't – like, I don't understand, Chris, how, you know, how that happens. And, and you can't gain momentum. Obviously, you know, a couple tough ball games, the Lakers are never going to be easy, and so you lost that one. okay, it's somewhat forgivable. And Phoenix, you know, it's a good lineup. And, you know, the refs weren't going your way and things weren't happening. And, right. You know, but then – a game you got to win at home uh, against, I don't know what that was, Port, whatever Portland put on the floor.
0: Yeah, totally. And like, there's no future there, you know. They have those guys sitting.
1: There's just something going on there, and its you can't just deny it. Now, you know, with the parity in the Western Conference, I shouldn't say parity, it's just with the struggle it has been for the last 10 years, You know, obviously those three, four games you could have picked up by beating bad teams would have helped you out a lot. But you're still not out of it, but you've got to somehow, you know, turn the ship around again and try to build some momentum again. It's like, well, can you, you know, let's say you, for for example, you lose to Phoenix, you lose to Los Angeles. You come and you you beat Portland, whether by one point or 20 points. It puts us in a different. At least you didn't lose an embarrassing loss like that at home, and and it's it's hard to tell, Chris. Like going into when we finally get to predictions of what's going to happen for these last three games, it's just really hard to tell what's going to happen. I mean, if the wheels could come off or you could just run through everybody except for maybe New Orleans, it's just hard to tell what squad's going to show up as far as we're concerned. And um, you know, and I think he's been dealing with some sickness. And I don't. I still don't put a lot of criticism on him. Um, I think it is time. I think you are right about just, he that, start one, to just that one
0: thing. You know.
1: You know, it's it's third season. I think it's time you can start to be a little critical of Ante. Um and Jaden. You know, I'll give up. A, I don't mind fouls if he's playing tough defense, and that's what he does. Um, you're gonna make yeah. some dumb ones. You know, it's just gonna happen. Yeah, probably unfortunate, untimely. Cat, he's always going to have foul problems for a multitude of reasons. Um So, yeah, we foul a lot as a squad, or at least they as call fouls on us a lot as, as a squad. <clears throat> we, we
0: have a lot of emotional fouls. Yeah.
1: And I just think you know, we've seen this team play great, Chris. We've seen them play terrible. Um And like I said, we're a game under five hundred, so we've seen you know, it's been half of each basically. And it sucks because yeah. the, this team's potential is a four seed. You know, you could easily get a four seed and we've laid out the ways how you could. And it's just yeah. disappointing that you're even in this conversation with three games left in the season. We should be talking about, you know, trying to solidify a seed, trying to prepare for the playoffs a little like we talked last year. I mean, although we were in the play and we certainly weren't in this position going into it and. I don't want to say this team has regressed because so much has changed, but so much hasn't changed. And I think that's the point uh, and the frustration for a lot of Timberwolves fans, Timberwolves media, and everything else. We just can't get a bead on on what this team is exactly and what to expect on a nightly basis. And, and that's just tough. I mean, it's a, you don't want to say a lost season because you could still make something out of it, but man, has it been a roller coaster ride.
0: Yeah, I personally wouldn't call it a lost season just because, one, I didn't think we were going to make the conference finals, so I'm not. I had a realistic look. It goes back to those local media. Some of them calling for 58 wins and stuff like that. But it's disappointing. There's no fucking – just in general, whether it's these bad losses or not having one of our key players for 53 games, whatever, it it just – it's rough. It is rough. And I always looked at year two, three, and four of this deal – uh, but I, I would push back, though, at some of the folks that say it's completely lost. Just because, you know, I mean, Ant has gotten so much defense. Different types of defense don't at him. It's only going to help him. We've really – we did figure out a variety of stuff. Um, but it's just hard to say that and keep that in mind when it's so goddamn up and down. Maybe if we could just be somewhere in between. We would have been just fine. You're right, though. We should be talking about a six seed uh, in a buff. There's just not, no doubt about it. And real quick, just kind of talking about, you know, let's bring in some positivity to the sack game. <laughs> um, it's funny because we had kind of a, a, a weird moment there in the fourth where it got tight and we had some clumsiness, but then we really, you know, we kind of dragged out the ending of it a little bit, but, when it was, you know, we got that 10-point lead and kind of put that game away. And that's the second time now, you know, at Sacramento that we've won. And, you know, that's pretty big, especially that's kind of what we were talking about. You know, man, if we got that seven seed, we'd be going against them probably. Or even that six seed, you know, of course that brings more rest than you can prep. For Memphis the whole time, but still, that you know, one of those two, and now you're looking at Denver more than likely, and you're like, shit, what's going to happen? But, you know, the, the the Phoenix game, I thought, speaking of McDaniels, here's some positivity, too. I mean, there was a time where uh, Durant was 3 of 14, um, and, to, and he, it took a while for him to even hit his first three. But the turnovers just started adding up. That's also the game deep in that fourth quarter where uh, – our guy Nas Reed went down with a wrist injury, um, but yeah, they, they just had this spurt and they had this run overall that a lot of it had to do with us, and we just couldn't couldn't quite get back into the game. You know, our one of our things from last year, and at times it's you know popped up this year, Aaron, is those offensive rebounds, and just besides Rudy, everyone around them has to still rebound <laughs> because sometimes he's gonna box some guy out so hard that he's going to put himself in a position where if the ball goes weird, he's not going to be able to get the rebound. So that means the other guy's got to do it. And uh, it's funny because we had this damn possession deep in that game where we had three straight misses on one position. It was like under five left. We had a couple of bad passes, Prince and uh, Ant and a Kogi. like – Uh, Kyle Anderson just dribbled right into him. It was just a weird ending. But we had played – we had showed up that night. And and to talk about the sickness, and it's definitely – I'm glad you brought that up because, first of all, it was like seven or eight guys that you could see in one of those games at least where there was something going on. And the flu this year is worse than other years. Uh, (laughs) That's for sure. But, you know, like you said, overall, if you're – they don't have to go to a different job or anything. They could just shut down, you know. And I'm not saying it's not hard to be a professional athlete because uh, it is, you know. But when it comes to sickness, you could just shut your whole life down, whereas a lot of us can't. So I don't – can we bring that up because it did spread so much out? Yeah, we could bring it up. Um, and you could see it in a couple other – you know, a, a couple of these players, no doubt. One of the games with Ant, no doubt, it was like, oh wow, yeah, they, they the energy's not there. But I definitely would not, um, you know, blame it on all that. That that the the also the rest that Phoenix game were bad down the stretch. just, just no doubt about it. A lot of I think Rudy had all of his five falls were offensive, and two of them were just horrible. So yeah, I totally agree with that one. But you know, those three losses, so six turnovers, Aaron in that uh, Sacramento game, we come back and have 21, 16, and 18, 55 turnovers through three games. And that, like I said, some of the sickness plays in there for about six or seven. I mean, Prince missed a game off of the sickness. so And and Cat was explaining a little bit, a couple of guys how in himself, how, you know, it has been really bad. But then after that, it's like, all right, cool. But when you guys were on the court looking healthy, you know, it's sure, you know, I think a lot of this just comes down to ball movement, and we had had it for a while these last three games. Uh, it just – we just didn't close out the game right. We were forcing it. Um, that Phoenix game, like I said, way too many turnovers. Uh, we didn't have Prince. Ant. That's the game Ant looked pretty sick. Um, there are some other games, you know, overall. But I do want to credit McDaniels in that one. Um but, yeah, just too many fouls per usual on the Timberwolves and small market teams. We get that. And Rudy did go off, um, and, and same with Finch, and I'm glad they did some of that. But uh, when you look at that Laker game, 65-55 at half. Aaron, we even had it, you know, under nine minutes in the third quarter. We got up to 73-61. To like four minutes later, it's 79-78, you know? It's like – they have the lead, and then it goes to 88 to 78. I mean, a 24 to 2 run. It's just ridiculous. Once again, 16 turnovers, 24 to 13 on fast break points. We can talk about lumbering all we want. Guess what? Slow mo is just, as, I mean, it's in his name, it's just as slow as Cat, right? So we can't just say, well, it was just Cat and Rudy going slow. No, dude, you turn the ball over. You know, I just feel like. This team gets too comfortable with a lead, and then you know they let their offensive issues at times spread into their defense. And I mean, it just it carries over the defense, and we're a solid defensive team, but it goes back to that frustration thing. And then, like you said, this Portland game—I mean, what is this point spread? Nineteen and a half point spread—it's it's the worst uh, suffered loss against in the NBA against the spread since nineteen ninety five. And that just so happens to be when they started keeping the you know the, the, the stat of it. So it could have been worse, Aaron. It could have been worse. So um but the Phoenix game, like you said, like I was saying, the young guys, at least the young teams, Detroit and Houston, they can just have a crazy game. Okay. I'm willing to accept some of that but when you put out just the most random dudes in the in the starting lineup and they're clearly trying to get in the lottery there's just no excuse for that that portland game was just horrendous and once again i think there was like a 19 to 4 run in there we had the damn lead uh 84 to 72 with like 3 minutes left of the uh of the third quarter boom But before you know it it's a three point game and we just we're just getting too comfortable, and we're letting Portland, like I said, go ultimately on another nine-zero run once they got 89-88 with five minutes left of the fourth, but a 19-4 to overall run. And, yeah, we had, you know, we can break down what happened in that last little part of the game, but it shouldn't have came to that.
1: No, that's the frustrating part. And, you know, this team knows how to win, Chris. That's the frustrating part. It's, you know, defend, uh, don't turn the ball over, make your free throws, offensive rebound, defensive rebound. That's pretty fundamental. And we've got the parts to do it. We've seen them do it in this little stretch last week. They showed a lot of that. And then, like you said, went on a turnover fest and, you know, a 20 something, 24 to two, was that it? Twenty-four to two run. Yeah,
0: twenty-four to two against the Lakers. And
1: turning turning the ball over like that is just it's frustrating because then you know bringing the Conley thing where he settled things down and he couldn't do that and and Rudy picking up weird fouls and you can't really blame the refs when you're turning the ball over like that and you're you know not rebounding and defense is kind of shoddy. I know that different games, but. I think the theme kind of broke itself. Like you kind of, you may have had a point against Phoenix, but you went and changed it up. And then, you know, you had LA literally body language and everything on the ropes. I mean, frustrated and you let them, you know, in the words of Danny green, you let him off the hook. And <laughs> yeah. It's like,
0: and they were a good team lately. So it's, we shouldn't have been underlooking them,
1: you know? No, we're definitely surging. And so that was your whole point of your ref complaint. And you could have really cemented that home by beating the Lakers the following game. And you didn't. And so, you know, and you're still not in the myopic, you know, uh, hazy we are now with like this Portland thing where it's like, what the hell happened? You know, and, you know, we can go over it and again. It's a terrible loss. And, you know, I think even Finch is, you know, from checking what he said after the game and the way his body language was, <laughs> yeah. you're just like, he's as confused as the rest of us. And, his uh, line was great. Like, I don't though. know. What like, to... He
0: gave you the parents disappointed in yourself. Yeah, I'm disappointed in you. He's like, you didn't disrespect the other team. You disrespected yourself. <laughs> like, oh. But he hit it on the nose, didn't he?
1: He did. And I'm sure, you know, there's got to be something going on with, with Ant ailing in some way because he himself hasn't quite looked the same. And, You know, it's, it's an energy thing, Chris. I think you have that right. And I'm going to kind of give him a, a buy because I just don't, I don't think he's physically there. And I don't know what hit him. Maybe something respiratory. So it's kind of lingering. I don't know exactly what's going
0: on. He looked good in the sun or in the, in that. Yeah. He looked good yesterday, though.
1: But it's like something's taking the wind out of his sails and in a way. And uh, at least something's going on with him. And I'm not really going to go and elaborate much on it because I think it's something that'll come and go. But, you know, Cat taking three shots against Portland is odd to me. Um,
0: That's and, ball movement, though, because uh, Ant took 30.
1: Right. And he got 37 points on 30 some shots, which is terrible shooting, but someone had to get some points. Um, well, so I don't, but I don't, I don't know. But
0: he also held on to the ball a lot is the point.
1: Yeah. And then the turnovers are just unacceptable. And you, you hope that they can, you know, in the proverbial ways, well, this will, you know, can't get worse than that. It's only up from here, but I just don't, I don't know, uh, <laughs> if that's true with this franchise and, and this, and this team right now. I just don't think they know really what's going on. And I, we certainly don't, and we really want to. And, I, and if Finch can't figure it out, um, you know, something's up. I don't want to speculate on it, but it needs to get fixed. I mean, like you said, you're still in the hunt for a, a postseason uh, bid of some yeah, type. For sure. And. You know that would be some sort of, you find yourself in a playoff series I think all this will be forgotten, but um if you don't uh a lot of bigger yeah. questions are gonna be mulled around and a lot of uh criticisms gonna fly in this off season that it might not be necessary, but it's gonna happen anyway uh because uh, of a disappointing uh regular season and you know I, like I said, to open this whole rant is they, this team knows how to win. And that's the most frustrating point, Chris, is it, it, they just, you don't see it on a consistent basis. And that's why I think it's more a player problem than a front office problem or a, or a coaching problem.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the last couple of games, the ball just stuck and we weren't getting good enough shots. Whereas before that, Some of the fourth quarter issues that we documented uh, in these losing streaks, they just weren't knocking down certain shots, too, that were wide open or uh, not necessarily a bunny, but a makeable layup or whatever. Um, And I will say this, Ant shot the ball well from two-point yesterday. Um, He was 15 of 30, but like you said, taking 30 shots to get 37 points, um, that's that's not what you want. But in the same breath, his three has been uh, his last handful of games, the three pointer just hasn't gone down. but I did like some of the aggressiveness he showed uh, down the stretch. And you know that goes to to learning the facilitating when to score, when to pass, how early in the clock to do that. Um, and you know it's it's like I said, I think the only thing he could really get on Finches is, is this system ideal? for some of these players. And I think that's that's really the only thing you can go, well, we'll see, because uh, uh, an above average to very good, like, great coach, they do change stuff to fit their players. So I think that's kind of a combination of stuff that's going on because we can't just play like Utah with Rudy, but you do have to play a certain way. But then you also have to play – you know, you also have to let Ant be himself. He does like to set up stuff with his dribble. Um, he just got to do it a little earlier rather than waiting uh, and taking just a, a bad shot or passing the ball late in the shot clock. But, you know, and I think it was on display, not not Ann, uh, not just Ann, but yesterday. I mean, even the last fucking play, just shoot the ball slow-mo. If you're going to go to the rack, what are you putting up such a – you're not this high – you know, off the glass type of guy. Like, that was just a weird play. It was just like, dude, just shoot, man. What you? That was weird. That was really weird. But anyway, um, yeah, some of the local media, I think Dane Moore and some of the guests he brings on, I've always liked that podcast for quite a while. Um, they were on the we, we probably got a trade cat type thing. I think they jumped a little too early on that. In my opinion, that's knee-jerk only based off and, – and Dane, by the way, did admit, well, I thought we were going to go through potentially 4-0 and through this stretch. So he says – he did admit, well, maybe I overdid it before. And it, it, it's tough to judge because it's been so week to week. This week's great. The next week sucks. So obviously we're a good team, and we can be very good. But, you know, a lot still does have to be figured out. And the funny part is – it's offense. It is offense and moving the ball, and and we do have some players that need to do, that That have their flow and have their way of playing, and we gotta meet somewhere in between. But I do think the, I think my opinion's always been this, I've always looked at year two, three, and four with this trade, that doesn't mean that I'd wait two or three years to trade Cat, but I think we'd be making the mistake that a lot of people wanted to do two years ago to trade a team that hadn't even hit its stride yet because of injuries. And I know there's reasons and excuses. Well, missing 53 games, to me, is a reason. I don't really think that's an excuse. Cat's been an all-pro player for like three or four years out of his career. He's very, very solid. He's come around on defense the last two years now. Um, He'll never be a great defender, but he's not a slouch. Um, I just think overall it's just too knee jerk to do anything before next year's trade deadline. I think, well, I shouldn't say anything, but trade cap. I think that's way too knee jerk because we just didn't see it. But in the same breath, um, I, I personally would allow the whole year to go by that way you could trade them next year off season and you wouldn't have to fucking do this weird shit because during the, during the year, because, Look at the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> they were like third or fourth, and now they're out of the plan as it sits after their trade. So shit does get weird when you trade key pieces at key times in the season. So that would be my only pushback. Um Cat only issue to me ever has been that, or I shouldn't say ever. But now these last few years, really, we, we kind of documented this a while back, but really ever since he put in beeb in the headlock, he's been a different guy when it comes to any kind of softness. And I actually think, although the local media really jumped on Butler and Tibbs, I think that ultimately made him harder, and it made him go over the top, and we, he really put it all together last year. He had his best defensive year. He was a stud. He was one of the best. Uh, centers in the league he was a top 15 top 20 type guy hands down last year uh led the league in n ones or centers i mean he really came out and he was playing uh we finally got him to play a system he, he can do really well with that high wall on defense so i just think it's a little knee-jerk to say that's that's the missing link because we showed all these ups and downs with them out and so we didn't go still our longest winning streak was when he was in the lineup earlier this year. So I think it's just a little knee jerk, but that's also Aaron, why I've been okay with this trade because I know we can pivot off it because we have Ant and because we have McDaniels. So I really think we can still pivot off this. I think that we're just happened to be in a, um, the bad week, you know, And and it's, it's, it's disheartening to do because at some point you want to get over the hump. Last year, um, the Timberwolves went 25-7 and against non play teams last year. This year it's 13-16. and um, You know what I mean? If you look at the 10-point leads now, with the amount of three-pointers that are taken in the NBA the last, say, five, seven years, um, 10-point leads are death sentences. But we're tied with Phoenix, or actually with Portland, um, with the most 10-point leads given up. Um you have Atlanta, Dallas, Washington, Chicago, Portland and us, 18 of them this year. If you even cut that thing in half, you're in much better, but um this Headkey NBA Brendan Headkey, the four man lineup with Towns, Edwards, McDaniels and Gobert in 3 330 minutes, which is a good enough chunk to look at and go, okay, let's see, you know, at this point this juncture it has been overall disgusting on defense, and I mean that in a great way. The offense is what we got to figure out. So I'm definitely not giving up. It, it really helps. I'm talking about long term. It really helps that the Mavs and uh, uh, Utah, and I think, yeah, OKC, okay, they lost. That really helped. So, you know, us in general, but I'm not ready to be like, let's trade. Um, but we'll talk more about that in depth. Any last words before we do get into the last stretch of the season, sir? We play tomorrow at Brooklyn, then we get three days off, which helps on the back-to-back and will actually help us a little bit when it comes to if we have to – well, we're going to have to play in this plan more than likely, which will start Tuesday of the next week. So we'll get a good look at where we're at. Three games left before we do our next Monday show, um, let's start talking about that unless you want to, you know, kind of put a bow on what we've been talking about, sir.
1: Well, just on the cat front quickly, um, you know, knee-jerk is, I, I think, you know, a trade would be a good thing for both parties. Um, but I do like the, you know, 52 games is a lot of games to miss. And he did have a great season last year. Um, cat is cat. Once you realize that you're not going to change him, he is who he is. Work around it. I think that's what they attempted to do. Fortunately, he was hurt, so maybe give it till next year's trade deadline. Unless someone blows you away with an offer in the off season, and then obviously, you know, if it's a blow away offer, and it, you just have to take it. Um, but you know, I don't think that's very likely. So it would be nice to see, you know, 40 some games and see what happens. Uh, 40 some healthy games with this lineup. And, and cat, you know, a hundred percent cat giving it what he can for the team. Um, uh, but like I said, I, I can understand why those that have, uh, trade cat in their minds, why it's there. Uh, since he's gotten here, it hasn't been a lot of, of great. It's been some, but it's been inconsistent and it's been injuries and it's been this and that. Um, and it's, obviously we've also made all. the
0: playoffs twice. That's something we hadn't done since uh, 2004.
1: Yeah. Okay, but there's, you know, there's other re- it's not just Cat that we made the playoffs and it's not it's not he's a factor. I'll say he's a factor in that. To what degree, I guess that's an opinion based, but um sure. I can say that, you know, I understand the sentiment. I I think it's a little knee-jerk, but I understand the sentiment and I, and uh it's hard to tell. I think we got to judge a little bit. Let's get through the season, see what happens. Um now moving ahead, Um, these three games are obviously pivotal, uh, ending with probably the toughest of them all in New Orleans. And it's just really hard to tell, Chris. I mean, the way you dropped these three, although they were good teams for the most part, except for the last ones, um, you didn't, you know, they weren't terrible performances, but they were winnable games that you could have won. And I'd say for sure one you should have, or two you should have out of those three. Um and then you beat Sacramento, which is not an easy win. Uh so it was a decent week except for you know, capping it with the Portland loss, uh, disgusting for the other uh in the, yeah, they, not in the good did we way. say
0: two and two? I think we said two and we two. We did
1: say two and two. Yeah. So you know because well, we thought we'd beat Portland, but um so did Vegas. So did everybody else think we'd beat Portland, but it just didn't happen. Nonetheless, uh this week's hard to call. I mean I'm I'm forced to do it, so I'm gonna do it. Uh, Brooklyn is not what Brooklyn was, um, but we weren't at, we're not playing great at the moment. Uh, tomorrow night, um, and then San Antonio. You know, I've been sort of negative this whole show, so this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say we go two and one. <laughs> I think we beat Brooklyn, we beat San Antonio, uh, we lose a tough one to New Orleans, I don't where that puts us in the seven eight playing not playing seeding thing. Um, but it puts us what a game over five hundred if we win two more and lose yeah. one, yeah. So it puts us a game over five hundred, which is a a plus for this erratic season. Um, you know it could easily go the other way. It just depends on how they bounce back off this Portland game, Chris. And it, that's my real problem here is like, are you gonna bounce back strong, or you're gonna just not bounce back at all. Either way, in this franchise is possible. Uh, but I want to say yeah. they bounce back strong and at least beat Brooklyn and San Antonio. And if they do that, uh, of course you want to beat New Orleans, but if you drop it, it won't be the worst thing in the world. Um,
0: that's the most important game though. Just it is standings, you know,
1: right. I just think, you know, it's, it's a tough one to call because, you know, it's just disappointing, Chris, because we were so positive last week and <laughs> things were looking so good. They really and, were. And then you fall, you get that Sacramento one, and you're like, yep, come on. And then, you know, it just at Golden State, at
0: New York, who's, you know, better this, these last couple of years and at Sacramento, those four, and, and then obviously the Atlanta game too, but it's, it's unbelievable how we do it. This has been.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sticking with two and one for better or worse.
0: I'm sticking with two and one, but I, the Brooklyn one kind of scares me. Um, I wouldn't be shocked at three and zero, and if we go off what's happening, we should be three and zero, right? <laughs> so maybe I want them to lose one more to Brooklyn, and then get on that four-game winning streak once they get, you know, the last two games and then the play-in games. So the, we're setting it up. We got to set it up correctly. So I guess just to keep going, the win three, lose three, or, or win four of six, lose three out of six. I guess we got to have one more loss and then put together four wins, and that would give us, you know, that would definitely get us in into, um, you know, the, 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 uh, the playoffs. Yeah.
1: That is called um, mental gymnastics.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's basically what it's been. You, you Just look at this fucking screen, dude, on this uh, ESPN schedule, and it is amazing. We've been consistently inconsistent. So the Brooklyn one kind of scares me. They've been playing better of late, um, but – just of late, because if you if you push it back, kind of like us, <laughs> like ten days, you go, oh yeah, no, they had like a four out of five loss. So I wouldn't be shocked at three and zero whatsoever. Neither should anyone because of this team um, and, and what it can do. But I think that New Orleans game. Oh my God, it's a Sunday afternoon game. Oh, that's not good. Two afternoon games. What the hell is that? A three o'clock <laughs> and a two thirty? That's a Saturday afternoon oh, non-playoff. Yeah. That's almost unthinkable. It is funny, though, beyond the playoffs, these day games in the NBA, you can just tell because they, they keep hours like me I'm a late night. So they get into, you know, they get into towns at 4 or 6 in the morning, you know. So they're, they always, every team almost looks like a baseball unless it's the playoffs. But I didn't know that second one was, oh, my, Saturday and Sunday during the day. What the fuck is that? Um, anyway, I'm with you, 2-1. and one. Don't be shocked at 3-0, though. Don't be shocked at it, right? Because this is the team. They're going to get motivated now. You know what? We fucked up, fellas. Let's get it going. But yeah, maybe kind of like last week, what are we going to do? Are we going to break the chain? Are we going to, you know, win a cup? like win two out of three or something? Or like we were even saying, two out of two? Maybe it goes the opposite way and we just fall off the earth, you know? It's tough to say, but clearly that New Orleans game, um, you know, afternoon or not, at home. I mean that 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 may come if we lose these next two games. That'll be like the Denver. That'll be like the X, the eighty third game, or the you know when we face the Detroit or the White Sox on the on the one hundred and sixty third game of the year because it's tied. You never know. So, you know, maybe a month ago I, I would think, oh, you never know what the San Antonio New Orleans stuff looks like. But being that we closed with New Orleans, man. They're definitely. It's definitely going to be some sort of seeding uh, tweak. But yeah, we'll find out, man.
1: And if we lose uh, all three and end up out of the postseason, it's going to be a a very short podcast next week. Yeah, with a lot of swearing and uh, yeah, and just <laughs> ranting because yeah. it's just. I mean, it just That'd can't go right. that way. Because I mean. I mean, quickly, Chris, I mean what are you about to have three max players here if you're gonna give uh McDaniels a max at some point if he plays He's not gonna get McDaniels isn't
0: gonna get a max.
1: And he's gonna get a healthy at, contract, but Ant's got gonna, the max. We're gonna have cat, Ant, and then uh, a McDaniels luxury tax city and, uh, and all stuff and you know, that's well Rudy is Rudy, Rudy is well, I just guy. thank you, but that just strengthens my point, but Oh, uh, well, I didn't for get your point. I'm just saying McDaniel's just get a max. That's but funny. for a for a non-playoff team, uh I mean that's that's unacceptable, I think. And like yeah. I said, the theme of this, of my part of this show, is that this team knows how to win, and they know what to do, and they're not doing it, and being consistent And like you said, consistently inconsistent, and that's just not gonna. It's not going to cut it enough. If you find yourself in the playoffs, and you find yourself making it through that tournament to get into a, a, a playoff series, I think win or lose that series, I think it's a net positive. Yeah,
0: and it's it's our part because I'm right there with you. I'm, what you just said, I'm right there with exactly what you just got done saying. I mean, it, it does it it it's weird that it you know it it it's coming down to that. But it's true. I mean, obviously, a seventh seed would be ideal, <laughs> because we don't match up great with Denver, and they've played together for so damn long. But, um, yeah, man, you're right. you, you got to get in the playoffs, uh, because in the coming years, to your point, uh, we are going to get – like, I don't give a shit about the salary cap if the, if the owners don't. There are some owners that are just like, we're good, we're fine. Um, but to your point – you know, that we've shown the positive stuff and not to get in, um, it would be rough. And, and could you imagine if we did drop to the 11th spot and didn't even have a play in? I mean, if we didn't even play in, that would be fucking like, Oh my God, dude, what is going on? But, uh, yeah, man, that, uh, like you said, <laughs> that'd be a short Monday show. So hopefully Monday we're previewing. The sixth seed. No, previewing the uh, the play-in tournament, um, I I guess seventh and eighth spot, that's the the best we can think of. I guess the eighth would put you on the road for the play-in the first game, but if you lose, you then get home court uh, for the eighth spot play-in. But that's a great point, Aaron. We have to at least get in this bitch if we fell all the way out, it just didn't even, like you said, these last three games, and we ended on a six-game losing streak. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I'd do the sponsorship at the start of the the show. I just like, I don't know if they want to be involved in that.
1: Yeah, I'd be, uh, yeah. We'd have to put some parental guidance stickers on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that'd be fun, though. Who knows, you know, just vent to let everything out. Um,
0: I'd but. be letting out personal stuff in my life out and shit too you know <laughs> since we're here I might as well get this off my chest too
1: and if that happens you can find this that podcast anywhere you find your podcasts on Spotify iHeartRadio, Apple, iTunes uh, on Spricker Living in Loserville on uh, Chris's Rope a Dope radio page a lot of other good shows there to watch a college ball show I noticed that for our free agency edition of the purple people leader podcast i think i had the most listeners of of any show that i've had on my page so far so I thank see. the listeners for that and um you know let's hope that we can three and no would be fantastic and maybe put us in some seating but two and one and, and maybe one of those wins is against new orleans now you did say the day games and that's you know <laughs> of course i did of course. see that earlier dude <laughs> Of course, they're day games. Of course they are. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: it's a lot of that in the Minnesota with the Vikings not <laughs> playing at noon and you know it's night games, and now we have this. But nonetheless, think positively. We've got three games left. Uh, two and one's what we're going for, and uh, if if that happens, uh, I think we'll find ourselves at least in uh, some sort of playing situation, and that'll be uh, better to talk about than the alternative. <laughs>
0: All right, we'll see, either way, we'll see you Monday. Take it easy, have a good weekend. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah,
1: in my dentist's office.